Today on the Benefits Breakdown, the team is joined by CEO of Susan G. Komen, Paula Schneider. Just an amazing organization. She's a fantastic visionary that shares ideas that employers, employees, and their families can take advantage of. So welcome to the Benefits Breakdown. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Benefits Breakdown. I'm Vanessa Longnecker, here with... Hey, everybody. Jared Boca is back again. Jared, Vanessa, good to be with you. I think last episode, Jared sang some Backstreet Boys, uh, which I don't know if that's going to happen again today. I I told you that... That was a one-time thing. We're not, we're not bringing that back. Um, you know, bye, bye, bye. Never say never. That's right. Never say never. Well, we're, we're continuing in the month of October as we were joined by our population health team to talk about cancer last time. We're going to really expand this conversation and, and really bring in a special visionary that we're excited to have. Uh, really just an amazing woman, great leader, and the head of Susan G. Komen. Paula Schneider, we are so happy to have you here. So happy to have you on the Benefits Breakdown. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for uh, inviting me in this very important month of October. It's a busy month, I'm sure, for you just by timing. And yes. we can't thank you enough for taking the time. Uh, and you've been with Susan G. Komen for going a little over six years, I, I, I saw. Yeah. And you're uh, and nothing happened in between there like COVID that's been totally normal and everything's been great. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd love to learn a little bit more about you and your role with Susan, Susan G. Komen and, and kind of what your daily focus is and what you're really excited about these days. Yeah, it's it's really the greatest job ever. And, and my background was not in philanthropy. I was running fashion companies for my whole career. So I made this wild change because I'm a breast cancer survivor and my mom passed away from breast cancer. My brother passed away from prostate cancer. My sister had melanoma, but she's okay. Thank God. And uh, I have two adult daughters. So enough said, you know, I'm in it to win it. And this is very, very, very personal to me. So Come on, people. We got to help this along because uh, at some point I'm going to need to retire and we have to cure breast cancer before that can happen. Um, But I've been doing this for six years now, and I I will never forget the very first day that I walked into when we had offices because we're completely virtual now. And the there was a big pink wall on the outside of my office that said the work that you do here saves lives. And I thought, wow, that's a, a really cool thing to do. And it's a big onus of responsibility for sure. So it's been um, an incredibly gratifying uh, career move for me, but also, you know, sort of challenging in many aspects as well, because, you know, I've known quite a few people that I've gotten to know well over the years that have then passed away from breast cancer. And but for the grace of God, I'm I'm still here. Paula, I I won't lie. I got chills a little bit when you talked about the work we do here saves lives. And just how impactful and, and meaningful yeah. that can be and really the difference that the foundation is making across the country and globe and, and hopefully really impacts individuals. What a what a gratifying opportunity you have to lead such a great organization. Yeah. It's it's a it's a pretty amazing organization. There's sort of I you know, I always say that there's kind of three legs of the stool of what we do. Many of you have seen the pink ribbon. I'm sure all of you have seen the pink ribbon. If you haven't, go outside during October, you will find it somewhere. And that's part of a movement that's happened, but this is, we've been around for 40 years and Susan G. Cohen was an actual person. Her sister, Nancy Brinker, um, dedicated this organization, founded this organization in her name because she was uh, 37 years old and passed away from breast cancer with two young children. And so this has been an ongoing 
promise. And the work that we've done over the last 40 years has had sort of every major breakthrough in the world of breast cancer has had our fingerprints all over it. So I kind of think of it as the three legs of the stool. And the first and foremost is, is research because nothing's going to cure cancer other than research. Although I kind of take that back because nothing's going to cure cancer other than cash that pays for the research. And um, that's literally um, the, the majority of breakthroughs that have happened have been because of the monies that we have invested. We've invested over a billion dollars in research. And at any given moment, including now, we have about 250 ongoing research projects that are going. And we moved a lot of our research focus on metastatic breast cancer because breast cancer itself isn't going to kill you. It's if it spreads throughout your body, that's when it'll kill you and becomes metastatic or stage four. So for us, it's figuring out how do we stop that from happening? How do we help people that are living with metastatic breast cancer to live longer, more um, better lives? And the research that we're doing is multi multifaceted on all different areas that can help all of these, these challenges that are out there. And they are out there. There's going to be 260,000-ish people that are um, diagnosed with breast cancer this year. It's a small percentage is men, but the majority is women. So don't think that men can't get breast cancer because they absolutely can. And if anyone you know has a lump or you are listening to this and you're a male and you have noticed something, go to the doctor and be your own health advocate. So there's the research side of it. Then there's the public policy and advocacy side of it. Uh, and we have over 110,000 people that are joined us in our public policy and advocacy work to get bills passed for women's health. And these are at the state level and at the federal level, and we're really, really good at it. And you can imagine how having that many people and women in pink with pitchforks makes a big difference in, in actually passing laws. Um, and then the third part of what we do is uh, just community. If you are diagnosed or you have a friend or a family member that's diagnosed, and what do you do next? What's the next step? How do I, how do I navigate this incredibly complicated world where on average every breast cancer patient sees between 10 and 14 doctors? How do you even navigate that, right? And so we have a helpline and we've had about 60,000 people that we anticipate calling this year uh, to our helpline. We have psychosocial workers that are at the ready to answer the calls and to help people through to understand what questions should I ask my doctor? What do I have? What does this type of breast cancer mean versus that one? Um, you know, what stage am I? How do I figure these things out? And it's very, very confusing. And even for myself, you know, I can talk as a patient, we are a patient advocacy organization, but as a patient that had breast cancer, A, I speak the language, I had great support, and I had great insurance. Um, I had all of the benefits and it was still uber, uber con confusing of all the things that you have to know and learn that you didn't, you didn't know previously and never really wanted to be part of this crappy club. But since you are, you just, we, we just want to make it so that everyone understands that you're not alone. And in our helpline, we also um, give out financial aid to those people that qualify for it. And we've given out, I think it was close to $10 million last year uh, in wow. grants that, that help people stay in treatment. So it's $500 or $700 a month um, that we give out. And it's not every month, but it's a grant that helps people stay in treatment during their time because people make decisions as to whether or not they have to feed their family or put gas in the car or pay their electric bill or pay their rent. 
And a lot of times you're so sick that you can't work. So, you know, lots and lots of challenges with the financial toxicity of breast cancer as well. And we want to just make sure that everyone understands, you know, that we are here to help and that nobody should have to go through this alone. So inspiring the work that you're doing. I mean, I'm certain every one of us on the line has a loved one, a near dear friend uh, or family member that has been touched by this disease. And it's, as you've mentioned, more and more the outcomes, right, and the progress that's being made is is quite remarkable. Um, more living with cancer for longer durations in our lifetime, not just specific to breast cancer, but certainly um, a multitude. And how do we help, right, as an employer, thinking about as a plan sponsor perspective, the financial ramifications, but the emotional toll, not just for those within their population, but those that are loved ones um, even broadly beyond that. What are you doing? Your work is is very awe-inspiring. How are you supporting employers in the community base today? Well, there's a couple of things. You know, there's the what can we give to you and what can we, what can you give to us, right? So it's, it's sort of a, a reciprocal relationship. And first and foremost, we have tons of information um, that we would love to provide to all employers about breast cancer, about breast health, about, you know, what happens, why we have October, right? You know, and that's just the month that highlights it, but breast cancer really is in the other 11 months of the year as well. So it doesn't have to be October, but we have family health history forms. We have, you know, so that if you know your family history, what does that mean for you? Should you get a a mammogram earlier? Should you, um, you know, should you talk to your doctor about it? Do you have um, genetic testing that should be available to you? Uh, only about 15 to 20 percent of, of breast cancers are known from the genetic mutations that we have now. You know, if if you do have a BRCA gene mutation, BRCA one or two, um, then the chances of you getting breast cancer are highly elevated, up to like 80, 85 percent, breast or ovarian or both. So it's it's a serious thing wow. if you have that if you carry the mutation. And then there's steps that you can do from there. If you are of Ashkenazi Jewish descent, it's one in 40 that carry the, the, um, the gene mutation. So, and in general population, it's about one in 350. But so those are, you know, those are the numbers that you work with and knowledge is power. So it's, it's, if we can help you and your organization to get the word out and to also encourage people to go get mammograms, there's a lot of women that still have not gotten their mammograms or been back on schedule since COVID because it was too scary for them to go in then, but you got to put your big girl panties on and you got to go. If you, if you are going to have a finding, you really want to find it early because your treatment is easier and your longevity is much better. And, you know, there's, it, I know it's scary, believe me, you know, especially I still, every time I have to go to the doctor to get a checkup and it's been 16 years, my heart palpitates, but you know what? I'd rather know and I'd rather have the opportunity to be saved then not. So get over your fears, get going and make sure, you know, if October doesn't motivate you to do this by reminding you every time you turn around that there's something pink out there, then just put it on your calendar and go. Well, I think you hit it right on the head, Paula. We've talked about this with our employers and kind of them as a fiduciary that if you're stage one versus stage four on a simple claim dollar, we're seeing that it's big. It's a big spread from could be tens of thousands up to multi hundred thousands of dollars. So that point of, I think we all care about it. We know about it, but I think we have to challenge our employer sponsors to take action on it differently. And I think what we can identify with cancer is that breast cancer is very different than lung or melanoma or, or something else. They're all very 
specific and the expertise that I know that Komen has on the breast cancer is just amazing. And I think kind of challenging that to those HR professionals is what can we do on the front end to uh, not just create awareness, but create actionable accountability. And, and breast cancer is the most expensive form of cancer to treat. So, you know, you have to know that going up and, and, and about 73% of adult cancer survivors experience some kind of financial toxicity um, or, or the damage on their personal finances or the out-of-pocket and all of that during, during a cancer diagnosis. So the, the most you can do to limit that, you know, clearly you want to be able to do that. So that's, and, and if we can help by giving you information and providing you with information to give to your employees, then, you know, we have, our, our dog in the hunt is that we want more people to be proactive on their own health care so that they, if, if God forbid they have a, a finding, then at least it's early on and all of the treatment and everything that you have to go through could be far less and far less daunting for you personally and for financially as well. So Paula, if I was a mid-market employer and I had, sometimes these guys make fun of me because I'll create a side hustle that I may have, <laughs> um, but we won't do that today. But if I was a mid-market employer and I wanted to help my people get a little bit more education and form a true partnership with the Komen Foundation, what would be the steps that, obviously, I love what you said because it's a true partnership, they can give something, right? Because like you said, money drives this train. What in turn would they be able to part and receive it for that partnership? And how would I go about starting that? You know, there's so many opportunities and I'll tell you why. You know, it, most of you who live in any kind of a major city have probably seen one of our Race for the Cures or our More Than Pink Walks or Walks to End Breast Cancer or our Susan G. Komen moniker out there and hundreds of thousands of people that participate. Employee engagement is a huge thing for employers, especially now after COVID, where you have some kind of flex schedule, you don't require people to be in the office all the time, or you may or may not, or you're trying to, you're, you're trying to add some benefit to their world, right? I, we have found that, um, you know, the price of admission for just being a good employer is not necessarily just having a, a fair wage and good, you know, management, et cetera. It's doing something good for the world. So employee engagement and the opportunities that we have are um, for, that we can help you with. And we make it super easy for you, for your HR executives, right? Because we don't want to, we know that the one thing that people have far less of is time. So what we did is um, we, you can create a national team and your team can participate in, and it's a really easy criteria that you have the opportunity to participate in more than two walks, two or more walks around the country. And we have 60 of them. So it's not that, or 58 or something close to that. It's not hard to find, especially if you have a workforce that isn't at all in one area and that you, and that there's peer to peer fundraising around it. Um, and that, that people feel really good about it. And especially when their team is represented and their company is represented, it's, it's a sense of pride and it's employee engagement and it's something healthy to do. So there's, there's the races and the walks that you can participate in. You can always sponsor one as well. Um, you can sponsor a national team. Again, we make all this super easy because I ran many companies before coming into philanthropy and would have done more with philanthropy if people just made it easy for me to do. So we do that. Um, there's also employee engagement. There's um, pink tie guys that you raise peer-to-peer -peer money. Um, and it can start with the CEO on down if you wear a pink tie on certain days and you raise money around that. Big wigs where you wear a pink wig. I mean, you know, so we have all of these employee engagement tools 
that are really, um, they're, they're geared specifically for workplaces because some workplaces don't have a walk near them or, and may still want to participate. And then there's also employee um, uh, volunteerism. We put on all of these races and walks. We have three people in every major city that we do this in, three, right? And the rest of them are volunteers. So if you can help to do that, because, you know, to put on a walk where you have 10,000 people that show up, it really does take a lot more than three people, three full-time people. You can imagine, put on a party for 10,000 people and make sure you have the porta-potties and all the balloon arches and everything else that you need there and raise money around it. So we need volunteers. And if you can be helpful in that realm, and if you do have a a special interest in, in Komen, we have Komen Leadership Councils that are for leaders in the community that can help us. And they're like boards, they're like local boards. Um, And we have those in 63 areas. So that's a way that you can get involved. If you wanna get involved with patient policy and advocacy, there's, you know, if you care about that, we, you know, with 110,000 people that help us pass laws, uh, there's a way that you can get involved in that. So many different options if you're interested. And, and again, we make it super simple for you. And I know the, the, the group that I'm talking to now are the ones that control the opportunities for the employees. And I'm happy to help in any way that we can because, you know, it's that reciprocal circle that we have of we will help you. And if you can help us, then we will help more people. So just to take that one step further, where would I go to get started? Like, and we can link anything out there that is helpful for our for our audience and as you share it. But are there different sites or different places on your website? What is the best place if I just yeah. want to get started? There's there's two parts. One, if you go to Coleman.org, okay. And again, the give back to you, right? If you have any employees that are that are struggling or getting a diagnosis of breast cancer, or someone in their family is, you can go to Coleman.org. Uh, there's an about breast cancer page that tells everything about breast cancer. There's a helpline that we have that is listed on there that you can call and talk to someone. So there's that side of it. And then the flip side of it is if you want to join a corporate team, we can, we can give you like all of the direct emails of the people that do, um, you know, each one, but this could be funneled through uh, just our, our, our head of HR who works with you guys, right? Because you are one of your clients and, and, uh, and for that. that and, and she's happy to funnel this any which way because she knows exactly where we need to go. You're talking about pink wigs and pink ties with my three daughters. It sounds like just normal weekend at the Compton house. <laughs> but you know, it's one of those where in prepping for this, even in our partnership with your team, Paula, I knew I knew Coleman just from walks. Like we're even we're doing one in the office and we've got people lined up, and that was my visibility and extent. And then you start diving into what's on there, it's so much more actionable than I ever thought. And that's, a, I think, a challenge to our listeners and even teammates listening. Check it this out. Like we, we hear from a national scale from our medical director, the, the importance of having an expert medical opinion, even tied to cancer inside of most health plans. This is a great start to have that direction tied to support breast cancer and in that impact your, to your, your team. So I, I, I can't just emphasize that, uh, that enough because I, I know you're going to be impressed. Because I know the business that we're in, and like to think we know on this call a little bit about that, but I didn't even know the scale of what that was. So um, we appreciate the chances to kind of connect that, even in Jared Bogut's uh, side hustle business that he was running there. <laughs> well, even I want I want to build on something for just a second because you shared something and take this back 
something that would be meaningful for employers, right? Because that's what we try to bring. Obviously, we want to bring education, but also things that can have an impact on our our audience's life and their company that they help um, run the different HR functions for. You you shared that stat, and I had heard this before as well, that breast cancer is the most expensive cancer to, to care for and treat. So as an employer, of course, I want to get ahead of this. I have, Not only do I care about my employees, but that cost, and we all know that the trend of healthcare the last several years is not going down, unfortunately, for the average employer out there. So to have the opportunity to educate my people, my teammates, my employees, whatever you want to call them, and help them understand, number one, the options to detect or prevent and get ahead of this, what they need to do on a regular basis to do that. And then once they are diagnosed, the, the centers of excellence and the best treatment plans that they can follow, getting that education becomes absolutely crucial. So if I'm an employer, knowing how expensive breast cancer is, there's a dual purpose to this. I'm really going to get a lot of benefit to, to get out ahead of this, get my people education, and then also give back to the community and help build that culture that we're all struggling to build post-COVID. Yeah. And if you think about it, I mean, the more people that come and attend our racism walks, they get to hear about breast, uh, more about breast cancer. They get to understand how it works. They understand that it's, you know, it's your neighbors, it's your friends. It's one in eight women that are, are going to have breast cancer. So if you just look at any one of our businesses, you know, I have, I have two people on my senior management team and uh, a board member that have been diagnosed in the last couple years. Right. So, I mean, you know, and, and it's not, it's not like a, why me? It's why not me? Because if one in eight are going to get it, then, you know, you can't control that, but control what you can. And you will find that there are extreme champions that care very, very much about this in every single business. We have found it everywhere. As soon as you say, look, we're going to be doing we're going to be working with Susan G. Komen and we're going to um, have a national team. And are there people that will step up and want to help us with that? You will get people that will raise their hand. I guarantee you that because there's so many people that are affected, whether it's a person themselves that's had it or their wife has it or their daughter has it or their mother has it, whatever it is. If you're, you know, if you've lived long enough, you're going to know many people that have had breast cancer. And there's two factors of getting breast cancer. One is being a female and second is getting older. So as the population ages, you're going to have more and more people with breast cancer. So if you can get the word out on what to make sure people get their mammograms and all of that, if you catch things at stage one, much easier protocol for everyone. Everyone is happier. It costs far less money. There's far less out of pocket for the, for the patient. Mentally, they will, and, and, Emotionally, they will be better off. They will have a much better survival rate, much stronger survival rate. So it's kind of self-fulfilling, right? And when I say we give and then you give and we work together, but it benefits everybody and it benefits the world. And, you know, it's doing something that's good for the world, regardless of whatever your cause is, even if it wasn't, let's say, breast cancer, do something that's good for people. Because that's what creates happiness and it makes people happier when they feel like they're doing something good. And of course, you know, I would love it if, if you would support Komen because there's so many amazing things that we're doing. And I think we are going to make a huge difference in the future lives of so many people. Wow. Paula, you are certainly an inspiring, inspiring leader. And the work you do is clearly saving lives. We're so thankful 
to have you, your voice, your advocacy, and your team serving our team and our clients across the country and appreciate every second of today's conversation. I certainly, you know, welcome this opportunity at any point again in the future, and we appreciate you for joining us for another episode of the Benefits Breakdown. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Benefits Breakdown. There are so many ways to get involved with Komen and give back to the breast cancer community. Visit Komen.org and explore their How to Help section to learn how you can give back in a personal, creative way. We'll see you next time on the Benefits Breakdown.